The Browns had their final practice of the week on Friday and will head to Baltimore on Sunday to face the Baltimore Ravens. With game day right around the corner, we hear the final thoughts on the game from two players and three coaches today on From the Podium. Before practice started, some of the position coaches spoke to the media. First up was defensive line coach Ben Bloom. He talked about the challenges this defensive line faces playing Lamar Jackson and the impact that Shelby Harris has had this season. Well, another easy one for you guys Sunday, huh? There are no easy ones, Zach. Obviously, Lamar is really good in their, their room. Um, from your standpoint, what stands out when you watch the Ravens? The Ravens? Um... You know, they're a well-balanced offense. They have the ability to run the ball well with different schemes. Um, they have multiple running backs they use, running backs with different styles, different body types. Um, you know, they have a physical line. They're well-coached. You know, it's the same old line coach that's been there since I've been, you know, part of the Browns this time around. So, you know, those same things that show up in terms of how they block the schemes they use, you know, um, the way they like to attack defenses, there's some consistency there. Uh, and then, obviously, the quarterback, he's uh, one of the best players in the NFL. You know, um, you got to give him credit for that. I mean, he's consistently playing at a really high level. He's always a threat as a runner, whether it's a designed, you know, run where he has the option to keep it or when he's scrambling, you know, um, or running around when it's a pass play. And then, um, you know, he's throwing the ball well. You know, he's seeing the field well. He's making quick decisions. When he extends plays, he, he's got the ability to uh, throw the ball down the field. Uh, accurate, quick release. He's got a good group of receivers to, to throw to. So, um, oh, it's a really good offense. They're doing a great job over there. Is the uniqueness of their running game as simple as they have Lamar? Or what else? Why else is it always one of those run games that, that defense is considered to be unique to go against? Well, I mean, because you have Lamar or a quarterback like Lamar on offense, you know, you have the ability to read you know, a D end usually, and based on what that uh, D end or edge player does, the quarterback can keep it or not, right? So that exists in a lot of offenses in the NFL. Um, certainly existed a lot uh, with the Cardinals, with Dobbs, when we were preparing. I know Dobbs didn't play in the game versus us, but, um, you know, those dynamics, you know, existed with Dobbs there, exists with Lamar, of course, um, and then with other offenses in the league. Yeah, the fact that, you know, Lamar's a very good athlete, you know, and he can create explosive plays with his feet, you know, that part's unique. Um, and then they do a good job of mixing the run schemes with the quarterback read element. They can do it with zone. They can do it with a gap scheme with pullers. So you have to really be on your details in terms of uh, the physicality you play with and the technique you play with and where your eyes are at um, in order to all be on the same page to, uh, to, to stop that run game. So I think it's a combination of having Lamar, uh, you know, the different actual run schemes they use with their, with their read package. And then, you know, they have a good old line. They're physical. They're well coached. They have – you know, good running backs, as I said before, you know, bigger guys, smaller guys, faster guys, powerful guys. So, um, yeah, that whole package is uh, is a challenge, which we're excited to uh, to go up against on Sunday. You say the keys are to doing a better job against their run game than you guys did October 1st. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a group effort. It starts up front. You know, we're, we're the engine of, uh, of the defense. Okay, our job is to get off the ball, to penetrate, to disrupt, to mess things up, let the guys behind us clean, clean things up and make it real uh, clear and obvious to them on where they need to be, talking about where the linebackers and the safeties and, and then the corners fit off of us. So we got to do a better job up front. You know, we got to be more physical in our one-on-one -on -one blocks, you know, and we need to shed and get off blocks better than we did in the first game. And then, you know, uh, and that's, and also for the ends, like we just have to do a great job setting edges, closing, um, dealing with the pullers because they pull a lot. So, I mean, we have to do a better job up front. Um, guys, our guys, the D linemen, they've done a good job practicing this week and they know uh, the task at hand and I'm proud of the way they worked. Um, and then it's going to take all 11 of us to, uh, to, to, to do it and to execute it in a manner which helps us win the game. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to take the ball away every game, regardless of who the quarterback is. So part of our weekly routine, Mary Kay, is we'll watch, um, you know, the quarterback, see how he moves in the pocket, see his behavior when he gets pressure, how he holds the ball. And we've done that versus every quarterback uh, we go against. It's something we do early in the week. And of course, like there are going to be opportunities this week, just like there is every week. Um, yeah, your stats are accurate and we know them um, regarding them, but uh, it's really about us and it's about our ability to get off the ball, you know, attack and um, <clears throat> win our one on one rushes and uh, finish together. You know, we got we're going to need four guys rushing together relentlessly throughout the game to to accomplish those type of things and get the ball for our team. Take away last week exactly how you teach it. Yes. Um, well, it's funny because it's a good, really good question because he had a similar play in the preseason game versus Kansas City. It wasn't the exact same call on defense. It wasn't the exact same technique. But on that play, he ended up on the ended up on the edge of the guard, and we call it run, run, reach. So you're running. You got to close the distance to the quarterback first, and then you reach late, like or reach on time so you can get the ball out. If you reach and then run you're going to be too slow. So that's why we call it run, run, reach. And as you're doing that, you have to lean and rotate so that you don't go up the field. You got to go toward the quarterback. Um, he did that really well in the Kansas City game. And um, that's something we talk about every week. We drill it every week. You just don't always get the opportunity to do that um, in the game. But when that opportunity presents itself, you know, you better cash in. And Shelby did. It's credit to him. I mean, He's got really long arms and really good feel for the ball, right? That's why he's had a lot of batted balls in his career and had some sack fumbles. Um, but then just, I think, the way he practiced last week, the details that that um, he played with, like he did a version of that in practice a couple times. So when the opportunity was in the game, it was just autopilot, go make the play. And it was, it was a big play in the game. Of course, obviously celebrating last week was easy, but it seems like they really liked each other. Do you get that vibe, and is that something that matters to as you're building a group? Um, yeah, I mean, these guys work uh, really, really well together. Um, you know, it's something that we've worked collectively on um, creating and developing as early as training camp. Um, you know, our meeting schedule works as such where I try not to have them 
listening to me talk for more than 30 or 40 minutes at a time and give breaks. You know, we all can use that mental reset. Sometimes we have to check our Instagram or something like that, right? Use the bathroom, get a snack. Like all those things are really important too. Okay. So, uh, I, I understand that like, you know, um, so, but in those breaks, there's a lot of times where they're just hanging out together, getting to know each other. And I saw that develop um, in the Greenbrier for sure, or at the Greenbrier. And um, I think once you get back here and the regular season starts, it's a little different of a dynamic. You're not together as much because you're not in the training camp mode. Um, and like the stresses are different. You're preparing for an opponent. You're playing, you know, every week. Guys are getting sore. You know, their families are around. They got other deals in their life that can distract them from football and from their teammates, and that's natural. And I think we've, as a group, we've worked through that um, through the beginning part of the season. What you're seeing now is a group that's pretty tight. You know, you got veterans, guys like Miles and Shelby and Z, you know, Oboe, Jordan, who have been in the league for a while, Dalvin, even Mo right, um, taking the lead in their own way. They all have different personalities. And you got these younger guys, these rookies, or these first and second year players that, um, you know, are ingraining themselves in the group. And uh, it's great because you see some mentorship going on. You see guys learning from the vets. They're having fun together. They're working. And, um, you know, you want to have fun while you work. But, you know, make no mistake about it. Like, we got to work. <laughs> so it can't be all hee hee ha ha, you know, lollipops and cotton candy all the time. But, um, you know, what, what they've done is they've been working. They've been real uh, intentional about getting better and making each other better and then having fun together at the same time. And, yeah, I think that's if you want to be really good. You got to do both because now you're going to play for each other. Instagram breaks, too. Look, it's, what year is this? 2023. So yeah, Instagram I would say Facebook, but I don't think that that was bigger when I was in college. So we, MySpace, we moved on from that too. So Twitter, I guess. Yeah. Um, Jordan being like the lone holdover on that interior line from last year. Just how did those new guys help him elevate his game? It seems like he's unlocked something and made a bit of a jump this year. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I think it. D tackle is one of the hardest positions to play in the NFL. I mean. Things happen really fast inside, and you're dealing with the biggest, strongest people on the field on a consistent basis. So I think any guy, I mean, yeah, you can say he unlocked some stuff, but I think he's just getting better and learning, you know, and he, this is our first year together for me and Jordan, you know, me coaching the position. So he's just taken, uh, you know, taken such a strong ownership of his position of doing his job and focusing in on the little things really well about getting off the ball as a two technique, as a three technique, playing attack football, using his hands, taking the feet, uh, his feet in the right direction. And then from a, and he's been, you know, doing a great job in the run game in that regard, but I'm so proud of how he's, uh, you know, growing and improving as a pass rusher. You know, everybody pass rush is a little different. Everyone's got a different style. It's definitely more of an art than a science. Um, whereas run defense is a little bit of a science. Like, this is how we're going to do it. But as a pass rusher, like, he's finding what works for him, and he's experimenting with it, and he's taking uh, coaching, he's listening to suggestions, and he just keeps getting better using his power, using, using his escapes off his power, using his long arms. So um, I just see a guy that's working and getting better, and sometimes it takes 
a couple of years for guys, and um, I'm just so proud of what he's doing because he uh, he's kicking butt for us. Um, you know, Miles is a generous guy. Like he loves sharing information. You know, he's got such a wealth of information on how to rush the passer, how to play the run, how to play football in general. Um, you know, some of it comes natural to him, but other things he, he works at to get better. And, um, his humility and willingness to share and generosity with the group is, um, noted. I mean, you get a guy like Miles with all his accolades and he's going to share with you and offer you, um, something that can help you. Like, you're going to listen, and his willingness to do that, I think that's been so good for our group. Never mind the way he practices and works because he just handles everything the right way and just works his butt off, and he's so detailed. So his example alone is leadership, but I think his willingness to share and to help the younger guys um, and his peers and work with the other guys around him is also uh, off the chart. He's been able to take another step from what was already a really high level. Everyone says he's, like, taking another step, and maybe he has. I've always seen, like, this terrific player that makes a lot of big-time plays. Um, you know, I just think he's at a point in his career where he's played so much and he's learned so much about the game. You know, he's probably in a little bit of a sweet spot where um, he's still young, relatively, and then he's got all this experience. And um, he's accomplished so much, like, statistically, uh, that – What's imp what you can tell what's important to him right now is helping the team win. Now, a lot of a lot of the time it's him making tackles and sacking the quarterback. So he's uh, killing two birds with one stone there. But at the, at the other time, he's doing a lot of selfless stuff on the field, too. I mean, the way he's playing the run, setting edges, you know, attacking pullers, closing on the backside. You know, when we call blitzes and he's got a stunt inside, he does a great job with that. So he's really a multidimensional player. Um, he's worked on rushing from different spots. You know, not just in one spot. We all have seen him move around, and that's a testament to him, his willingness to work and to try new things and to uh, learn and uh, improve. So, um, you know, again, I think that's a little bit of the natural trajectory of someone's career, right? You, you look for different ways to get better and help the team win, and it goes back to his, like, hard work, his selflessness, and his desire to help the team win. Um, so we're real lucky, and I'm fortunate to be around him every day. The other position coach was tight end coach T.C. McCartney. He talked about the importance that tight ends have in the blocking game and how good it was to see David Njoku score touchdowns in the last two. See, it seems like David has started to kind of come around a little bit and uh, you know catching some touchdown passes and stuff like that. Can you just talk about his production and what, what else do you see in him moving forward for this season? Um, he's been playing at a high level really the whole season. Now, it's nice to have the, the touchdowns the last couple weeks. That always makes you feel good. Um, a few more catches, definitely. But uh, he's really been getting better all season, so um, I expect that to continue to happen, um, especially this week. We need him. Considering the questions at tackle, how important are your guys going to be to assisting whoever may be there and in, uh, in, blocking off, in blocking on the edge. Yeah, it's definitely nice to have veteran presence out there. Dave, Harry, Jordan, they've all have some years in this league. Um, you know, Dave and Harry have played the Ravens a ton of times. So um, their experience out there will definitely help us out on the edge um, as we have some younger players there at tackle. And especially good. Well, they're good everywhere on defense. They've been especially good at tight ends. You guys know them. Is, is this week extra challenging for, for your group? 
Um, anytime you face a division opponent, especially the Ravens, who are very good, um, they're always good on the edge. Um, dealing with the two inside linebackers, which we have to block at times, or the safeties with the pressures that they bring. Um, we kind of have to <clears throat> be involved blocking all those guys and running routes off all those guys. Um, so, yeah, definitely a challenge. Um, as always, versus Baltimore, I guess. It doesn't seem any extra than it normally is. They're, they're always good. They're always hard to deal with. Dave, I think the Colts came in the Niners game. You had one call back. You had some near misses. Did you feel like it was going to come in terms of actually getting some big plays to count? Definitely, definitely. I think everyone felt it coming. Every time he touches the ball in space, you know, it feels like a big play is about to happen. And obviously had those called back, which is unfortunate. But you knew it was coming. You knew that um, eventually those would break. And, and he's gotten a few here in the last few weeks. So it's been nice. Um, the biggest thing that he's done um, is he plays consistently. Every down, um, he doesn't have bad plays. You know, Not that he has zero bad plays, but consistently over the course of a game, you throw him out there, he's playing at a high level. Down in, down out, um, which feels good. You can leave him out there for any type of play. Um, so him just being super consistent all year has really benefited us as an offense. Um, what impact does it have to, for you guys to have Nick playing some of the roles that Nick Harris is playing now. Yeah, you don't think of offensive linemen as versatile players, but Nick's versatile. He can um, he can do some different things um, from a gives you a different kind of fullback than maybe uh, than Harrison brings. Um, so yeah, he just the versatile player. You can cut the defense in different ways when you use a fullback like that. So uh, it's good to throw different looks out there. Is there a better duo of inside linebackers? in the league than what they've got? I feel like we face some good ones. The guy from San Francisco are good, and these guys are right there. I mean, that's probably one and two, whatever order you guys want to put those guys in. Um, inside backers combos, really, really good. So we face these guys twice, so um, it's always fun. So, so good. They're really instinctive players. They run to the ball. They're good tacklers. They don't miss a lot of tackles. Um, but they jump in and out around blocks. They just have a good feel of um, – how to get around double teams or underneath double teams. And so they just make them really hard to block. Have you seen Harrison season? We've asked Harrison to do a lot of different things. And uh, kind of the report I give after every game for Harrison is we put him out there to do whatever and he gets his job done. No matter what we ask him to do, he comes back, he's got his job done. So that's about the highest compliment you could play to a football player is you get your job done. When you moved him to quarterback, they had to move him to quarterback, it wasn't you. He's a high school offensive tackle. Like he doesn't have this in his background. So, well, how did he kind of handle that whole thing? I mean, you talked a little bit, but I want to ask specifically about that. About Harrison at quarterback. Um, Harrison might be the smartest person in this building, and so it just how you just give him a lot of confidence when he's out there. Um, he knows the calls. He could play any position. He knows what everyone's supposed to do, um, and he just he kind of enjoys that being able to be in the huddle and, and say the call. So um, he enjoys that, and he's good at it. But I think it's his, how smart he is, is what gives you the, the chance to do that. In terms of just how stout these guys are, the Ravens up the middle in general, not just linebackers, but going back, um, how does that impact what you can do with your tight ends over the middle and whatnot? Yeah, they are stout. They're stout all the way across the front. And again, we have that veteran presence there on the edge. So I think uh, the onus falls on us to play well. We got to play well on the edge to kind of um, 
know, defense is all about setting the edge, and that's where we're located as, t as tight ends. So uh, we got to be able to be out there and make the impact because they're stout. They're, they don't have, really have a weakness on the defense. All three levels are good. They're stout inside, and so you got to be able to attack them on, on every front. And uh, so we're a big part of that. When practice wrapped up, head coach Kevin Stefanski and three players talked to the media. Head coach Stefanski went first. He gave us the latest updates, including the big news about Dewan Jones's injury. Okay, awesome challenge this week, going up against a great football team, well-coached division opponent. So we're excited about it. It's going to be a beautiful day down there, it sounds like. Uh, so good three days of practice. We'll have our meetings in the morning, walk through, and then we'll get on the airplane. But excited about the opportunity. With that, I'll take any questions. Kevin, how do you feel about your Yeah, we worked through it all week. Uh, feel good about it. No. Yeah. Yeah, he practiced, so we'll, you know, with all those injuries, you want to see how they respond. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Right. We do. Yeah, we feel good about uh, where we're going. Worked hard at a Added and, and feel like we'll, uh, you know, we'll continue to work through it. You don't know much about uh, Duran, is that how it's pronounced? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what have you seen out of him since, I know he's on the practice squad a week ago now, he's been on, what have you seen out of him in the last Yeah, he's a pro uh, with Leroy as well, you know, different stages of their career, but you add guys to your program, you know, I think about, you know, Prochet, guys come into the program late, you get to know them, you get them up to speed, and then you know, sometimes you, you throw them out there uh, and, and they're ready to roll because they work very hard at it. So that happens oftentimes in the NFL. Guys are, are playing sometimes in a game where they just showed up that week, sometimes two weeks, whatever it may be. But uh, that's part of our job as coaches to get those guys ready to play and then th their job as pros to prepare themselves. And, th and those guys have done a nice job. I don't know about specifically uh, that, Jake. I just think that that's our job as coaches, uh, get guys ready to play. Sometimes you're getting rookies ready to play. Uh, and then, we, you know, as a professional, you come in and, and you get up to speed as quickly as you can. Kevin, I know you said Joel was an option. You know, mm -hmm. I'm just curious about that kind of decision process that goes into if you slide him out there, we're also sacrificing, you know, maybe the best guy you can get that position. Like, how much you yeah, we, we looked at every option, as you can imagine, and we talked through all those things, and then uh, we felt good about the, the plan and feel good about how we practice, and then you move forward. Yeah, I, I think you could say that really, at, probably at every position, Mary Kay, with experience, uh, but you know, we've played young guys in the past. We're not afraid to put a young guy in there. You, know, you don't have experience until you do. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's in, in the protocol. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll follow every step uh, of that protocol along the way, but, you know, his health is what's most important. Yes. Dewan went back into the game after, I think he only missed the play on, on Sunday, but mm -hmm. it's just a matter of after the fact, swelling. Yeah, sometimes that happens, exactly. You, sometimes you can play through things, and then a couple days later, it, it's a different uh, function, uh, if you will.
It's not. It's not that. It's not. Uh, he's doing everything in his power to to make it, but uh, just not ready. Yeah, I think Coach Munkin does a great job. Uh, you know, not to compare them to the past. I think they continue to run the ball well, effectively in the gap schemes. Uh, obviously, with the quarterback, and then the pass game. Drafted a receiver in the first round, you know, added receivers. So you, they certainly added some elements to their pass game. Quarterbacks playing at a very high level, like we talked about all week. And uh, so it's you really have to defend all 53 in the third of the field when you're going against this offense. Uh, and it tries to put the defense in conflict, like good offenses do, uh, whether it's run or pass. Well, I like to think it's impossible to hit your potential. So you just continue to try and chase it. And I think that's what he's doing. Yeah, I think it's uh, they, they can do things both pre-snap and post-snap. Uh, pre-snap movement, uh, lining people up in different areas can, can try. They're trying to confuse. You know whether it's your protection or your coverage uh, or your progression, if you will. Uh, but they, they do a nice job in their pressure, pressure package. They they do a nice job running their games and stunts. Uh, you know, leading the league in sacks and, and with a bunch of different guys getting sacks. So they're getting production from different areas, getting production from the interior, from the from the edge. Uh, you know, they'll bl blitz the safeties, they'll blitz the nickel, the linebackers. So it's it's a it's a it's a uh, multifaceted pressure package. So it, re it makes sure or it requires that on offense you have really good communication, and then at the end of the day, uh, all comes down to technique. Uh, I think, like any player, continue as you get better and better and healthier and healthier. Uh, you certainly are more comfortable, but he looked good to me last week as well. Yeah, it, it happens a lot in, in football. It's happened here. It's happened in places I've been in the past. Uh, and I say this, and it's true, th those players have a way better view than we do as coaches, even the coaches in the booth. When you're on the field, you, you know what 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 is working, what's not working. I've had players come up and say, hey, draw this play up. It's not in the game plan. We've run it before. They're overplaying this. Let's do that. So uh, I trust our guys. Uh, we're very fortunate to have extremely intelligent football players. Uh, that, that see the game well. Uh, so ultimately, I trust them. And oftentimes with players, if, if they believe in a play and they take ownership of the play, it's going to work. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the more you can do. So we got guys that are, can, can help us in, in different areas. Guys got to play and we'll put them in different spots. But Anytime you're short any player, uh, it just requires everybody else to do a little bit more. Uh, 
Yeah, we're excited about said, you know, I played a lot in the last game. Obviously, the, the ball and, and those type of opportunities will come. Uh, but a guy that I think we all can trust, the quarterbacks can trust, obviously, big physical football player uh, with really good ball skills and those type of things. But just him doing his job, I think he's done a really nice job. When coach was done, the players spoke to the media in the locker room. All-pro defensive end Miles Garrett started the day, and he talked about if he thinks he's close to his peak performance and how he feels about the Ravens running for 300 yards in their last game. I know we ask this question a lot, but I mean, just how I mean, a man only continues to, you know, gather experience and wisdom and uh, learn how to refine his game, what makes him more dangerous every time you play him. He's, he's only uh, continuing to get better mentally because physically, you know, he can pretty much make every throw on the field and he's as quick and dynamic as he can. Do you learn anything about him every time you face him? Uh, I learned that he's never satisfied. That's why he continues to improve every time we face him. The um, Ravens come in with seven wins. I know there's a lot of football to be played, but do you guys kind of feel like this is one of those you got to have if you want to win the division this year? You got to have them all. So break that down, you got to have the next one. Doesn't matter who's in the way. So right now, with Baltimore, we got to take them out. Simple as it is. This is one of those games we believe we're the best team, so it's not a matter of defense or offense. It's about you know playing our brand of football, how we know we can play. The first game against Baltimore, they weren't at full strength. Obviously, you guys, Sean was out, weren't at full strength. But from just from a defensive perspective on your side of the ball, what did you take away from? that game how how even though the final score wasn't close how close did you guys you feel you were in the it's a lot closer than you know hate saying this but the scoreboard says you know it's not often that you know there are times that are like that but you know, we shut them down for most of the game we let them have three drives and you know, they made the most out of it. Like you break down those three drives and you see the plays that they made on them you know, they were, you know low coverages or you know, people out of their position and you know, that's all of us. You know, it's not just you know, one person. You know, we, we all you know, came up short whether it was physicality or execution and you know, we, we saw where we can, we can improve and I think we've, we've uh, covered up for that last week and, and to, to make up for that blemish. When you talk about being at your peak, where do you think you are kind of on that direction? Uh, I don't know, I plan to finish like Randy Johnson, so we're just going to keep on going up until we retire. What do you think allowed you to keep doing that? Um, I have a great team that helps take care of my body. And also uh, works with me uh, mentally and, and improving how I can always improve my game, how I can take to the next level, uh, achieving goals, challenging myself, and uh, you know, I have a a great team around me, that you know, great football team around me that, that allows me to you know, play my my instinctive brand of ball, and uh, you know, we, we feed off of each other. Can you talk about taking care of your body off the field? Um, 
Is there any influence, like from you know, LeBron is famous for how much he invests in his body and things like that. What, was he an influence on you, or what? What influenced that? I mean, he's a big influence for as long as he's done it. I got in contact with you know, his people to help set up the team that I have now. So I mean, he's a major influence. But you know, Ronaldo, uh, Messi, Brady, um, you know, Rogers, you know, all those guys doing it for such a, a long time, a high competitive level, you know, also were, were influences to me to you know get a step ahead, be proactive about my my health and wellness, and. Uh, I'll take care of this thing before they become a problem. You mentioned that you thought that he right now, that Joe Burrow has the edge over Rogers. What makes you say that? 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 What makes you what he does, but I think the results that you know, Burrow has, um, you know, come up with, you know, speak for themselves. I'm not, I'm not saying that you know, that that can't change any given day, but I'd give you know, Burrow the nod for what he's been able to accomplish. And you don't mind saying that in the week that you're facing? No, I got, I got plenty of respect for him. You know, whether you respect the guy or. Or you, uh, you got a plan today or the next day. You, know? you still got to suit up and you still got to make plays and so do I. But you, you go out there and have fun regardless of you know, what's being said or not. Well, you talk about just defending the ball. From your perspective as a head motion, is there anything you have to tweak? Is he so good at making guys miss in space and even small spaces? Is there anything you tweak like mentally or technically about the way that you make the passer to try to get him down to the uh, never stop rushing. Never, never think the play is over. You, know, you think, you know, hey, if you're double team or you fall on a, a play, you think, you know, the ball's going to be out. Um, possibly. You know, they have a good percentage of plays that get out within you know, two seconds. But they also lead, lead the lead of the plays. Half the zone, the inside, where he's holding the ball, where he's standing, he's sitting behind the line trying to find someone to see it. Make it happen himself. Finding a lane. So we have to just know that you, know, you might be playing for six seconds, you might be playing for 15 seconds on, on one play. But you know, don't, don't assume the play is over just because something something happens or you're in a, you're in a bad position. But, you know, he would be the one to, to hold the next play. I saw, I saw Stan, I think you're half a second right now. Ten, which would give you double digits. Six straight years and one of seven players in history to do that. Um, how proud are you of that consistency? Uh, first time I've heard of it. So. I, mean, I mean, is that something that, that you, I guess, is on your checklist to do it year in and year out? Yeah, I mean, it's everyone's uh, you know, objective to, to come into the league and be consistent, play, play at the, the highest level they can play at, you know, be the greatest you can be. That's all I'm, I'm focused on. But I have a team that is has been – very, very good to me as far as you know, putting me in good positions to, to make plays and you know, helping each other. Last week was a week for the DTs and we and go hunt. You know, we we all you know, made, made a little bit of plays here and there, but the, the DTs had a day. And 
that that is as fulfilling to me as you know having you know what those days where, where I go off and have a, a great game because you know, I love to see those guys you know go out there and eat and hunt for themselves. The uh, what went through your mind when you saw the Ravens had almost 300 yards rushing last week and then you turned over the team much? They happened with us. Wide receiver Elijah Moore was the final person to talk to the media today. He talked about the physicality of the Ravens defense and how it felt to have Deshaun Watson back last week. What do you think of this defense, uh, this Ravens defense, when you studied them on film? What makes them so tough? I feel like there's a tight group. You know, they're playing good football lately, so, you know, they just trust in each other, and it's going to be, you know, another good opponent to play on Sunday. With Marquise and David both down this week, how much more does that put on your plate? Marquise and David? Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, they both every, out, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, every every single week, I feel like we all try to put our best foot forward. So we can't really look at you know who's not not here. We got to focus on who is. With Deshaun now being back for the second straight week, do you feel like there's even more room to take a jump? Yeah, man. I gotta I gotta feel like that every single week that you know you know he's back healthy and we're, and we got time to groove and and to build the chemistry. You know, you got to be positive about it. I feel like he's in a, he's in a good position. You know, he's really been grinding lately. Um, you know, I, I know the whole room's proud of him, and you know, it's, it's only a matter of time for for, for everyone to pop. Did you know Amari well before you got here? Uh, nah, not too well. I just heard about him because he's from where I'm from, but I had a couple conversations with him, but nothing like how how we are now. So, what have you learned about him on and off the field since you've been around him? Exceptional person. He's really, you know, he's really smart. It's really a countless number of things that I can say about his his being. Um, definitely someone I feel like is a good role model on on and off the field. A very positive person. Someone to lean on, uh, and, and definitely good role model on the field as well. You've you've caught a lot of footballs already this season, but the the yardage hasn't. I don't think been what you thought it was going to be. Trying to find a way to say that, right? (laughs) 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 Trying to be respectful. Yeah, 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 I understand. You know, I mean, just how I guess you know from your perspective, how frustrating is it? You've not been able to pop the big one that you you expected you pop on. Nah, it's frustrating, but you got to put your best foot forward. You know, I've been through this. Um, Who would I be not to learn from what I've been through? You know, I got to put my best foot forward, and everything I do, I got to learn from the lessons. You know, sooner or later, I got to believe that's going to happen. Do you feel like that's in part because, you know, Deshaun hasn't been really healthy? Yeah, definitely a huge part. You know, it's when you are in a system like this, you know, you got to just keep tipping away. You know, you just don't never know what's going to happen. You know, you got to have, you got to be strong-minded like for real. You got to be the person that is going to come ready no matter what, even when it looks like it's not going to happen, you know. So, and that's just what I'm building my mind up for. When you go, when you watch a film, do you think that there are going to be opportunities there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Nah, like, yeah. I feel like, you know, we we have answers for every scenario. It's just, you know, they're good, too. So it's like you got to you gotta just adjust. What about how, how physical is this Ravens defense, and how do you gear up to, to engage in combat for pretty much three hours? They're physical, but we're more physical. Uh, <laughs> I don't worry about, like, them. We worry about us, you know, so. I'm not worrying about how physical they are. You know, we already we already know what they could bring. How do you try not? To, I mean, it's one of seventeen, but when you look at the standings, where they are with those seven wins, how bad do you guys need need this win this week? Nah, yeah, it's definitely a must. You know, I feel like we don't go in no week saying that we need to win any less than another week. You know, I'm just trying to win every single week. 
Is there any extra challenge playing a team for the second time in the same season? Yeah, I mean, people know Tennessee's, but it's just like chess. I don't think it's like, you know, it's a challenge for both sides, that's what I would say. You know, um, we know some of the stuff they do, they know some of the stuff we do, you know, made the best one to win. That's today's From the Podium podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe today to From the Podium wherever you get your podcasts to find more episodes. Be sure to check out the Browns social media platforms, youtube.com slash Browns and the Cleveland Browns mobile app to get the latest news with Browns Ravens just one day away. I'm Jake Valencic, and thanks for listening to the Browns From the Podium podcast.